Now, when I get a cold, I take Advil, cold, and sinus. Free commercial here. That's what I take, and that's all that I take. Don't start with the Tylenol or the rest of them because I don't think they work. At least that was my absolutely uneducated and nothing to base it on. Purely anecdotal experience was Advil worked and the other ones didn't. Now I'm feeling a little vindicated this week because the FDA in the United States released a statement saying that phenylephrine doesn't work. What's phenylephrine? It's the active ingredient in all kinds of different cold medications, but not all of them. Some of them, like Advil, still use old school pseudoephedrine. And I think it's still good. And maybe not. Maybe none of them are good anymore. But let's find out exactly. I mean, do decongestants still have a place when you get a cold? We're going to speak with Dr. Michael Reeder, who's a pediatric clinical pharmacologist and has been involved in this for some time. Doctor, um, thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an important question. It's an important question you asked. It sure is. So, I mean, the news around phenylephrine. We'll start there because that's where this story sort of originated this week. Uh, FDA saying, you know what, this stuff doesn't work. Not a surprise to you because, I mean, you were involved in a statement here in our country years ago saying the same thing, right? Exactly. Absolutely right. We issued a statement back in 2011 based based on understanding the pharmacology of drugs and the clinical clinical work to date that the cocktail preparations don't don't work in kids. We stand by that, and I think the FDA is just FDA statement's validation of our experience from, from 2011. Yeah, so you're going back 12 <laughs> years where your agency uh, said this stuff doesn't work. I mean, there were, back as early as 2007, I've seen other reports, yet store shelves are full of this stuff. My wife had a cold last week, and I and she got Tylenol cold, and I looked at the box, phenylephrine. I mean, is that okay? If, if we knew this stuff probably didn't work, or at least there were some serious questions, why did we allow it to be sold and advertised as a cold medication for so long? Well, it, it has to do with how it's, it's how it's regulated. So it's a regulated product, but it's under, under the over-the-counter preparation part of Health Canada. So if it was a prescription drug and it didn't work, then, yes, there's all kinds of ways that Health Canada the FDA can deal with it. But as over-the-counter preparation, the regulations are different. The scrutiny is different. Um, and, you know, in terms of Health Canada the FDA, I have a lot of respect for both agencies. They have good people, but they're overstretched. So they have to set priorities. And in the current environment, you know, with between new biologic drugs, COVID, everything else going on, they have to decide what's the top priority. So it hasn't been a priority. I don't understand why. But uh, nonetheless, it doesn't mean it does, you know, but I think I'm glad the FDA did get around to coming to say, less it doesn't work. And as a pharmacologist, there's a really good reason it doesn't work because it doesn't get where it's supposed to. Okay, let's get into that for a second here. I mean, because it was billed as a decongestant. That's what it was supposed to do. And uh, it was supposed to help you breathe easier and all the rest when you had a cold. Why doesn't it work in doing that? Delivery. So okay. and it's, all, it's all about the delivery. So if you notice the FDA, uh, the FDA communique, they clearly say the nasal spray is effective. And it is because the way it works is that it, it's a vasoconstrictor. So vasal blood vessel constrictor narrowed down. So it narrowed down blood, narrows down blood vessels to reduce swelling. And when applied on top of blood vessel, it works really well. So the nasal spray, which goes right where you want it to, is going to work because the drug gets there. The challenge of phenylephrine is we take it by mouth, it goes in the stomach, it goes the intestine, into, past the liver, through the heart, up to the nose and the circulation. The problem is it's not that stable a drug when given that way. It's get, it gets broken down pretty quickly in the stomach and intestine. So you don't actually absorb very much of it. So pharmacologically, I mean, the chair of the panel is a, is a very smart, is a very smart pharmaco- or pharmacist from Ohio State who said, listen, the pharmacologist says it shouldn't work. And, you know, he's right. 
because if you look at at at, uh, at, at it, it's no like it's not likely to work. Moreover, if you think about it, if you're going to give something to to decongest the, the or to constrict the blood vessels in the nose, it's likely to work on blood vessels elsewhere. So if you actually give enough to get it to work in the nose, it's probably going to cause all kinds of side effects elsewhere. So it doesn't surprise me; it doesn't work. And there's also sort there's a big volume of clinical work, say, clinical studies saying, listen, it doesn't work. Now that being said, there will be people who say, I take it and I feel better, sure. and I I don't discount that. Um, there's an interesting study that came out about three weeks ago that helps to illustrate this. It was on a totally different drug. It's a drug for chronic cough. Mm-hmm. Found it, kind of, it worked seemed to work okay for chronic cough, but a whole bunch of people in the placebo arm, you know, the sugar pill arm, just you know, what people used to call it, they got better too. And what's interesting, that's the interesting fact about this wasn't that. We've known that for a while. It's the speculation as to why it happens. Because the author of the paper took a step, an additional step and said, let's look into this. And what they're speculating is, is if you feel happier or better, your brain releases something called endorphins. And endorphins act on the opiate system in our brain to make mm-hmm. us feel better. So some people, if they take a pill they think makes them feel better, will feel better. Because their brain is thinking, I'm right. going to be better. Yeah. So I'm not just gone the fact that some people feel better with these products. Pharmacologically, most people aren't going to. And, and, it, and there's no harm. That, that was the other thing that came out, right? It's not, it's not going to hurt you to take them. It is safe. Um, there's a slight risk with any medication, but nothing out of line here. I mean, there's no harm in taking this. Well, there's no terrible harm in it. I mean, okay, there's, taking, taking medicines is always a way yep. to benefit. So I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this chemo that's going to make my hair fall out and give me risk for infection, but it's going to cure my cancer. So, you know what? That's a bargain I'll take. Um, but in this case, if it doesn't work, even though the risks are small, and they are small, I would agree with that, uh, no risk is worth taking. Plus, the other thing about it is is that, you know, I know that Alberta is a rich province, but, you know, the average Alberta is not flushing money right now. Yeah. So uh, if you got, you shouldn't spend money on things that don't work. Makes perfect sense. Now, the other one, um, pseudoephedrine, and anybody who's ever watched Breaking Bad knows that the whole issue with that was uh, it was used in the production of methamphetamine. So it was it went through some things, and it was taken off the shelves. I know you can still get it, because like I say, Advil Cold and Sinus has it, and you can buy that off the shelf. You don't need to ask the pharmacist for that. So does it still work? Is I mean, it's like I say, and it's purely anecdotal, and you can tell me I'm wrong, but I think it works. I, I, okay, so... Um, it's so much shows in Canada. Now, the reason that they, it's a, they, the FDA pursued it was there's a lot of places in the States where you can't actually buy it. Like, there, some states have actually banned it. So, the only product you get is phenylephrine because pseudoephedrine is not available. Okay. So, the, so like, you know, place, places down like West Virginia, Kentucky, and some of those other states have such a problem that some of the states have actually banned it entirely at the state level. Um, but it's, it's, it's likely to be better absorbed. It's, it's a slightly different. It, it works the same way. Likely to be better absorbed, but if you look at it critically in the clinical studies, there's not a lot more evidence saying that that works. Now, especially now, the adult evidence is 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 a little more promising. The pediatric evidence is very is pretty clear that this neither one actually works very well. There is some anecdotal feeling that in the adult medicine that it might it works better than than phenylephrine, and certainly pharmacologically it's likely to because it's it's not it's not sub, it doesn't break down as, as quite as aggressively as as phenylephrine does. But that all being said, I'm not a big believer in either one of them, actually. But again, if it makes you feel better, it's going to make exactly. you feel better. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Okay, so what do we do? We've got a cold. We're all stuffed up. Is there anything out there that's going to help us, doctor? Well, a couple of things. I think, first of all, um, hydration is important, making sure you're well hydrated. 
you know, taking if he's got achy or, or achy or fit or taking a fever, Advil, ibuprofen, uh, Tylenol, acetaminophen are going to be helpful. Um, then a na- if it's really a troubling thing from the point of view of nasal nasal dripping, a nasal yeah. spray. Um, and if you're having problems like from cough or post nasal drip, a teaspoon of honey taken a couple times a day works as well as any cough medication that's on the market. What? Um, yeah, Ian Paul from Pennsylvania demonstrated that. He's a brilliant young pediatrician there who did it. He used it as a, he used it in his control group studying studying uh, uh, antitoxins or cough medicines. Yeah. What this is that the honey has a lot of sugar in it, and the, and the cough receptors respond to sugar. So you can get them to shut a shut off by using a, a teaspoon of honey. He used, he used buckwheat honey, but any regular old honey would, would work. So that's um, you know the grandma's old thing about yeah. Uh, I, I trained in Detroit and. Uh, a folk remedy was whiskey and honey. If yep. you take the whiskey out, the honey will still work. But it's better with the whiskey. I mean, the whiskey, again, whiskey won't hurt you, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so those are the, the other thing to think about, and it gets back to, I got a son who's a surgeon, and his favorite patients are people who were, grew up during World War II because they says they're tough, they don't complain, they do what they're told, and they suck it up. And if you say it's going to take three days to get better, they'll wait for three days for it to get better. Mm. Sometimes you just have to wait till things get better. I mean, yeah. you know, unfortunately, we live in an era in which we think we hope to get better with a, t- a teaspoon of olive oil or a magic pill and make yeah. it better immediately. And it's not going to because none of this stuff gets rid of the virus quicker. It's just treating the symptoms. Exactly. So, so basically, common sense. If you're really troubled by the drippy nose and nasal decongestant, in your case, <laughs> you know, you sit up <laughs> um, with a little bit of, of, of pain, pain medicine, um, hydration as you're coughing. Try the honey. It's cheaper than it's going to be cheaper than the cough medicine. Okay, good advice, doctor. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being here.